Today we have the one and the only Joe Fairless on the show. Joe Fairless is an outright leader in the multifamily syndication industry. He's a general partner in over 8,500 units. He's purchased over 30 properties for over $1.5 billion. He hosts the longest running daily real estate podcast in the world called The Best Ever Show. He has a best-selling book called The Best Ever Apartment Syndication Book. And he hosts an annual conference attended by seasoned real estate investors from around the country who are interested in learning about apartment investing and how to grow their business with proven strategies that work time after time. The conference is called the Best Ever Conference being held this year in Keystone, Colorado, February 24th to the 26th. In this episode, Joe talks about how consistency and discipline lead to success. He also talks about tripling down on your strengths, paying attention to your priorities, and he shares his view that apartments will do very well into the foreseeable future. Before we jump into the intro, if you have interest in learning how to invest passively, check out my five-step process for passively investing in real estate. You can download it for free by going to darrenbatchelder.com backslash learn and then select the free PDF. Now, onto the intro. Welcome to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show. Each week, you will learn how to grow your wealth through real estate investing, be introduced to the players that are getting it done, and learn how you can get involved. And now, here's your host, Darren Batchelder. A little background on Joe Fairless before we start the show. Joe Fairless leads the way in the multifamily syndication business. He has a podcast. He's written a best-selling book. He hosts an annual multifamily conference. He's purchased over $1.5 billion in multifamily properties. All this. And he continues to share how he did it so others like you can achieve success just like he has. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest. We have the one and the only Joe Fairless. Joe, appreciate you coming on the show. Well, grateful to be here. Absolutely. So a little bit on how I know Joe. Anybody that's in the multifamily syndication space knows Joe. Um, he is a leader in the space. And um, when I was first getting started about four years ago, I listened to three podcasts. Uh, mainly one was Joe's, one was Rod Cleef's, and the other was Old Capital. And um, so it's, it's great having Joe on the show today. Also, when I started to invest passively, I invested in one of Joe's deals in South Dallas. And um, it was actually the first deal that had a pref on it. So it was kind of nice every month getting that check. Um, so, or, or the uh, electronic payment. So with that, um, how many properties and how many units are you, you up to now? On the general partnership side, uh, we have over 8,500 units. Uh, we just purchased two deals in the last couple of weeks. Actually, last within the last 
uh, seven days. And uh, we just sold a property uh, this week. Um, we're around 30 properties that we currently, I don't have the, the numbers right in front of me, but we're around, we have around 30 properties. We're over $1.5 billion worth of apartment communities. That's crazy. On the passive side, I also invest passively on deals for many reasons. Uh, and on the passive side, I am almost at 100 deals passively invested wow. in both ours and other people's deals. Fantastic. Um, so that, that's just huge. So you are a leader in the space, man. You started with a, you know, having a daily uh, podcast, you have a conference and actually you have that conference coming up here in, in Denver in February. Is that correct? Yep. Best ever conference. Uh, it's the fourth or fifth year we've done it in a row. And it's just a you know great way to, to speak and meet with other people who are in commercial real estate and experienced in doing deals. Uh, I'm fortunate that the conference tends to attract experienced commercial real estate investors, not people who are, um, you know, kind of just thinking about it, but rather doing it. And it's a, it's a really sophisticated group uh, from a from a experience standpoint. Uh, certainly, maturity level is all over the board, with myself <laughs> included, in in that mix. But as uh, from an experience standpoint, uh, that box is checked. That's, that's funny because that, that's exactly what I've heard uh, about your conference. I have yet to attend yet, and, um, but I've heard that it really attracts, you know, experienced syndicators, experienced people. It's not, the, it's not for the first timer um, that's thinking about it. It's just uh, the caliber of people at that conference I heard is, is top notch. So, um, you know, with, with that, having a podcast, you wrote, wrote a book. Thank you. I, I read your, your syndication book. It was great um, to, to have the outline steps. And, and I've recommended that book to other people that are, you know, they, maybe they've purchased single family and they're looking to get into multifamily or into syndication. I've pointed them mm-hmm. to that book. Um, and you also have a, you know, kind of a mentorship group um, is my understanding and that you, you help some folks learn how to do it as well. Yeah, I'm very proud of the syndication book. I am not proud of the other, the two other books that I've published. That was my very first book and the second book, volume two, just because it, it, it wasn't as much of a love project as the syndication book. I mean, the syndication book is something that, you know, it's my life's work from an, a general partnership uh, standpoint and how I got to the point where I was at, uh, you know, in the business whenever I wrote it. And it's, you know, sharing all the stuff that I knew at that time uh, to help others accomplish similar or or even greater goals than I had accomplished at that time. Um, And then, yeah, the mentoring program, I don't, it's not really a thing for me anymore from from bringing in new people, certainly, the people who are currently in the program, yeah, I'm, I'm there to serve them and we've got a dynamic group, but yeah, it's just not a focus of mine anymore as I've, I've shifted from that to other things. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, you know, this question is going to sound a little weird because 
I like weird questions. You do? All right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so look, I mean, you were in the advertising space and now you have, you know, have 1.5 billion in assets under management. So I would imagine that you would characterize yourself as rich. True. So there's a lot of people chasing that, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that's why they get into this space. They, they, and there's many other fantastic things about it in terms of helping others and, and building community and, you know, providing great returns for investors and serving others people. But a lot of people do get into the space because they want to get rich. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do you get rich doing this? We just talking money? Yeah, just money. Okay. All right. Because obviously there's a conversation that could be, could take place regarding being, uh, having wealth and being rich, you know, rich money, wealth, having a fulfilled life and other yeah, things. Yeah. And, and look, I, I value all of those. I value all those things. And right, we're just talking money because a lot of people, that's the way they start out and they don't realize that there's all these other facets to begin with. Um, so the question is, how do you become rich in? Yes. Look, you have 1.5 billion in assets. You have to have, you know, significant wealth and, you know, people talking wealth versus being rich, but. So how to become rich is the question. Correct. Uh, well, I would say uh, the first thing would be to create, to identify how you're going to be the person uh, in your immediate circle that others want to go to in order to, and we're we talking just apartment syndication because that will help me answer the yes, question. Yes, yes. Okay. Right. Well, I'm assuming so, that that would be your answer because that's how you well, got rich, right? Uh, so yeah, yeah. If, if, if they're asking you how to get rich, you'd be like, hey, buy a lot of apartments, right? right so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say crypto because I, I don't know crypto. Right. Um, so yeah, let's talk about what I know. I mean, the, fir the first thing is to tactically speaking, to, to identify a way that others will uh, know to reach out to you because you're the person to talk to them about apartment investing. And in order to do that, depending on your experience level, you'll uh, need to um, either um, talk about your own experiences or interview others about their experiences. And uh, where, I'm, where I'm getting at is you need to have a platform and you need to do it consistently. And I was listening to Joe Rogan today, his, one of his YouTube videos, and while I was running on the treadmill and uh, he was talking about how, uh, you know, there's discipline, how he thinks about discipline is discipline helps him accomplish things. And, you know, he would be one of the fattest people in the world if he only worked out the days he wanted to work out, but instead right, right. He got discipline <laughs> and he makes himself work out because he, he views discipline as something that allows him to accomplish things. And the one huge part of how I got uh, to use your words, rich, was uh, by having a consistent, methodical approach to learning and connecting with others and, and becoming someone that others look to for answers as it relates to apartment investing. 
Uh, so, you know, nobody in the world has done a daily real estate investing podcast for as long as I have. Right. Now, I don't do all the interviews anymore. And in fact, uh, pretty soon I'll be doing about four to five interviews a month. But the show continues to do daily episodes and the show continues to have daily guests. And it's an interview-based platform because uh, when we interview one person, they then share it right out with their audience. Let's say they have an audience of 10 people. Well, those 10 people are likely really interested in what this person is saying on the on the podcast. And maybe one or two of them will become listeners. Right. Um, now, if they have more than 10 people, you, know, you can scale that out. So that's the first thing. Um, the second... And so on, one, that, on that piece, so that, you know, you're basically saying you know, have some kind of leadership platform. And I know yeah, that consistently though, consistently and um, frequently, you know, p- people want to do it weekly. That's not enough. It's, it's just not enough. Um, well, it is if you want to accomplish your goals in, in 20 years. Um, but if you want to compress you know, decades into a year or two or three, well, you got to just, do a lot, do a lot more, take a massive action, you know, like Tony Robbins talks about. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's a platform, but it's, it's doing it consistently and right. it's developing those relationships. Um, uh, every time you interview someone and you're learning, I mean, there's, there's, there's another thing within that that's really, um, really a key to success. And that is, engaging in activities that have multiple benefits because as you, what do you mean by you that oh uh, well when you interview someone you're i'm we're connecting right now we're getting to know each other a little bit um you're also let's talk about um the benefits here we're connecting so i i'm getting to know you that's great you're getting to know me that's great um you're getting a podcast that's going to be produced my audience will then hear about it because I promote, my team promotes whatever podcasts I'm on. So there's multiple benefits for for both you and I for this. And um, when when you, I'll give you another example. When you post on Bigger Pockets, for example, you're getting multiple benefits. You're learning because you're engaging with others. You're um, networking with others, perhaps that you know results in a conversation outside of bigger pockets and a relationship and maybe a business business relationship. Um, so you're learning, you're engaging and, and, and um, there's, and you're sending people to your website. If you have a link in to, in the, um, in the signature part of your, of your post. Uh, and so there's, there's all sorts of benefits. And, and I think people in an example of not doing that would be, say, writing a blog post about some thoughts that you have. Well, you're not interviewing anyone, so you're not building a relationship with people. You're put, posting it, which is great, but you're, you're just sharing it with your audience, so there's no other audience to share. No one else is involved in it. So instead, you do a blog post where you uh, quote some people, maybe quote a couple friends of yours who are in the industry, and then involve them, and then they'll share it out. So just think about the actions that you take that can reward you in multiple ways because then you've got, you know, a, a compounding effect where in st- where the, the opposite of that is you're just kind of linearly getting some things done, but 
you don't have multiple things working on your behalf with every action that you take. Yeah, that's huge. So um, going down the path of, of getting rich and buying a lot of apartments and, you know, forming a leadership platform um, and doing it consistently and then multiple benefits, you know, there's passive investors that will come along and, and partner with, you know, you or with the syndicator that's building that platform. It benefits both people. Um, they, they then tell other people there's learning that happens from both sides. Um, that's huge. I, I don't know if you remember this, but I ended up emailing you a while back. I said, start a podcast, start a meetup group or write a book. And you emailed me back, said, start a podcast, then do a meetup group, then write a book. <laughs> and, and, and so I started the podcast about a year and a half ago. And I would, I would reiterate exactly what you said. It's like, I've tell some people, look, some people listen to four or five episodes, but I'm on episode 80 something. Yeah. I've listened to all 80 and I've learned from everybody that's come on, that's you know? right. Multiple benefits. Yeah. That's right. So, so one, one first, first would be that. Um, and then, yeah, I, I added in do things that have multiple benefits to make the best use of your time. Uh, when, once you have that established, then it's looking in the mirror and, and identifying what skill sets do you have that you can compete with the best of the best in apartment syndication. And that would require you to know what skill sets, what skill sets are needed in order to compete with the best of the best in apartment syndication. You know, there's, there's three components to our business, money deals and execution. So, um, think about, hey, am I really good at attracting investors and having conversations? Am I really good at uh, finding deals, networking with brokers and owners? Am I really good at the execution part, the asset management? And if you don't know which bucket you'd be in, then talk to others and learn what it takes to have success in each of those three categories. Because ultimately, from my experience, the key is to focus and double down and triple down on your strengths and then bring in partners or find partners who can help you with other aspects of the business. But the cautionary you know, warning here is that you know, I've seen groups that have five to seven partners on a deal. I mean, that's just a train wreck waiting to happen. Too many cooks in a kitchen. Like I, I think from a partnership standpoint, it's necessary to have one, maybe, maybe two other partners in the business. Uh, past that, it's just going to be too hard to coordinate things and too hard to divide and, and conquer things. Um, so that's, that's another major component of how to have success. Uh, and I switched it to success versus rich because I'm dreading if you had, I know. if you titled this episode Joe, Joe's keys to how to get rich in real estate. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that is the opposite of how I approach life and business. Right, so right. Please, please be friendly with this title. We we, um, we I, will for sure. I, I I followed your lead on this line of question, but I these are it, these are ways to make to build a business that will uh, grow and and make money for both your passive investors and also you as a general partner. Yeah. I, and I completely get it. I'm, I'm like, um, you know, it's that humble piece, right? It's mm -hmm. like, how do you say I'm rich, you know, that, and, and how do I, you know, 
it's just seems like money in your face, right? Rather than just trying to help people build a business and build success and go after their dreams and their passions and, and have the freedom of time and freedom of money. I mean, that's, that's what most people are chasing. So why do you think that some people succeed and some people don't? Uh, because the people who don't succeed don't, uh, don't prioritize in their life uh, having whatever quantifiable goal that they uh, were seeking. Um, they just, it, it, they, they don't have, they, they change priorities and, you know, life changes. Uh, so maybe they wanted to accomplish, maybe they wanted to become financially free in three years, but then they got a boyfriend or girlfriend right. and, and then priorities changed. Um, so, you know, whatever that's, that's up to them, but that's, uh, if, if we keep, the goals as a priority for us then, and we have already committed publicly and privately to doing the platform on a consistent basis. Well, hey, yeah, personal stuff comes up, but you've committed already and you're doing it. And right. so the show must go on. Uh, and and you know that that's that's what happens. You know, you mentioned my consulting program, and I I, I mentioned that I'm not looking for 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 new. You're people. not looking to grow it, right? So um, I'm not bringing it up for that reason for like to bring people in. I I want to bring it up because not everyone has success has had success in my consulting program, uh, and the people who have not generally are the ones who sign up. It's a shiny object. Everything's awesome. And then they're MIA. And why are they MIA? Well, you know, Jim Rome would say the birds got them. There's, there's an awesome, <laughs> awesome YouTube video with Jim Rome where he talks about that. He gives a speech about what happens to those people who, you know, they, they were supposed to accomplish things and then they just didn't show up to a meeting that was so easy to show up to. Well, I don't know. The birds got them. Who knows? Right. Well, it, it's just, it's just, you know, it's a way of saying priority shift. So um, how do you solve for that? Well, you solve for it by um, the same way someone who's trying to lose weight solves for doing more exercise. And that is before you go to bed at night, you put your shoes and your workout outfit right there on the by the foot of your bed. So as soon as you wake up, you put those clothes on and you go do whatever exercise. Um, so you, you create routines and you build in systems that um, compel you to and, and really help you manufacture progress and compel you to do those actions that you know you need to take, even when you're not feeling like it. Again, right. going back to the discipline part. Um, and, you know, sure, you got to have compelling vision and, and these other things. Um, and I would say a key part of it also is, is personal development. I mean, I've, I've already mentioned three or four people that I've listened to on YouTube just in this conversation because right. I'm huge into personal development. And when times are hard uh, in business and personal life, uh, I go back. That's, that's my, that's, that's, that's my like baseline is, okay, now I'm going to, um, talk, I'm going to consume more personal development stuff and the stuff I've learned throughout the years and just being obsessed over it. That's, that helps me. 
uh, and that pushes me forward. So I would say be a student of personal development and listen to Jim Rohn, listen to Tony Robbins, listen to Zig Ziglar, you know, listen to Les Brown, listen to, um, you know, the, these other individuals, Oprah, listen to Oprah, you know, listen to these individuals who have some great insightful things to say. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, you mentioned that shiny object and, and so I'm part of a mentorship group in, in the Dallas area, uh, Brad Subrock group. And, you know, each, I think three times a year, he has an, a weekend event where people, new people come in and um, all of a sudden you see all these pe- new people signing up. And, and my experience, and this is what I tell people that reach out to me on Instagram. About a or, third. Or I, I say it's the 80-20 rule, you okay, know, 80/20. you know, yeah. it's, it's like, look, if you believe that you are part of the top 20% that will rise up, then you will figure out a way to make it happen. That You have all the support and all the tools you need to be successful. But if you think that stroking a big check, that somebody's going to come knock on your door and hand you a deal, then don't sign up. You know, yeah. that's, it's, yeah. you, you, you're still going to have to fight, kick and scratch for it. Yep. Hey, and if, if you don't, and someone does hand you a deal, then the deal's going to be <laughs> going to go south quickly. You'll lose more money than you could possibly ever want to lose. And but even if the deal happens to go really well, then there's going to be disaster right around the corner. Just like, you know, if when people win the lottery, right. right? And and they were dirt poor, made terrible financial decisions prior to that, uh, then they're going to end up in a bad spot. Absolutely. So two, two more questions. Um, one, look, we're in a super, 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 super hot market. Um, I'm sure you're buying and selling, but, you know, are you still bullish on apartments right now in this market? Um, Do you see a crash coming and everybody's questioning? Um, And then secondly, you shifted from, this is a different topic, you shifted from doing kind of one-off syndications to the fund model. And so what's your take on that? Uh, So... I mean, I believe apartment investing will do very well for the next five plus years. One reason for that, there are many. One reason for that is because there's simply not enough housing go around right now. And I do not believe there will be a crash because the people who have the homes, who have been getting approved to purchase homes right now, uh, they have really good credit scores. I mean, the lenders have been uh, very judicious with who they give loans to. And, and so we're in a different spot than we were. Completely different. 2008. Right. Uh, so we've got highly qualified individuals who have these uh, loans um, on the single family front. But then on the, you know, just the the gap that there is with what is needed and what is currently the inventory that's currently there. I, I read or watched a video uh, recently where they were citing a report that stated there are four to 5 million households that wanted to buy, but there's just not enough inventory and at the rate of construction that we're on right now at the pace, it's going to take another eight years just wow. to catch up to that. 
I mean, hey, there, there's lots of factors, right? I'm just mentioning, I'm cherry picking two things. Right. Um, so there, there's many other components to this, but, uh, you know, I, I think we're buying properties that make money day one. Right. And, you know, we're, we're enhancing the revenue stream through a value-add business plan. Now, should a correction take place, then we'll scale back the renovations or discontinue them altogether. We might not profit as much as we like, but I believe it's still a, a can still a conservative investment in my opinion. Um, uh, and then as far as a fund goes, I, I'd say that it's a no brainer for me as an operator and it's wonderful as an, a limited partner, in my opinion, uh, the general partner side, I mean, we bought, we bought eight deals and we bought, we put all eight deals into the fund. Uh, we, we bought eight deals last year for our first fund. And um, if I had to raise eight times eight for eight individual deals outside of a fund, it's just, it's, it's kind of annoying uh, to be honest, because you have to hit a certain equity amount for every deal. As you know, you, you right. shouldn't go under, you shouldn't go over you've got to hit a certain amount. And I compare it to landing a helicopter on the top of a mountain on a windy day. <laughs> like it's really challenging because you'll have in the last two weeks prior to closing, you'll have investors who um, are MIA. You'll have some investors who want to get in the deal, but we don't know if we can get them in because other investors have committed, but you know, the birds got them. Right. So <laughs> it's just challenging with the fund. We only have to do that once at right. the very end of the year. And there's other benefits too, from a GP standpoint, it's just, it's just so much easier. Uh, you can commingle funds with the fund. Uh, so if one deal is to CapEx is doing really well, uh, meaning we're not spending as much, then uh, on the eighth deal, we don't need to raise as much for that deal uh, because we can compensate with dollars that were raised for the first deal for CapEx. So it's, it's, it's great. On the LP side, you know, I'm investing in a deal in, in multiple deals. Uh, so the downside from an LP standpoint is that there's probably uh, less likelihood of hitting a home run uh, with a fund because it's an average of, you know, the returns. Right. But I believe it's also more conservative. And since you asked me about Ashcroft stuff, uh, I so we've got a chief compliance officer and she said to make sure I said the following, the views and opinions are mine, not Ashcroft <laughs> or its employees and any ideas and strategies discussed should never be used without first assessing your own personal financial situation with or without with or and or without consulting a financial professional. There you go. Compliance and legal oh, get, get into you, my man. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the world we live in. But, uh, you know, I chose to be in this spot and I'm grateful to have this conversation with you. Fantastic. Well, I'm grateful for you too. I mean, you've put out a lot of, um, a lot of good, you know, um, support stuff between the podcast and the book and the conference to help people get into the space. And more and more people are getting into the space and, and you, you know, you're a leader in that space. So I appreciate you taking the time. If people want to reach out to you and get to know you better, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, you could uh, well, come to the conference, besteverconference.com. And uh, looking forward to meeting you and just mention, you know, just 
grab my arm and pull me aside and say, you heard me on this podcast and love to shake your hand, give you a hug and be introduced to you. Fantastic. So best ever conference. And then um, Ashcroft has a, has a website also, is it? That's right. Yep. We've got uh, just ashcroftcapital.com and our first fund closed out, but we are launching our second fund uh, in mid-January. And so you'll be able to see all that information on ashcroftcapital.com. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Um, listeners, I hope you enjoyed that one. Um, you know, I don't know listeners who you listen to, but he was one of the first ones that I really listened to over and over and over again. And I could picture myself, you know, at different locations, you know, um, you know, doing student tours with my, with my daughter and, and, um, you know, sitting there out, getting up early and listening to these podcasts. So, um, learned a ton from you and from your guests and uh, very appreciative. I hope you were recording this a few days before Christmas. So I hope you enjoy your, your Christmas and new year and uh, we'll catch up in the new year. I want and really enjoyed this conversation. You've got a, a unique format and kind of a free flowing one and asking questions. I don't do very many of these interviews anymore. Um, but when I do, I, I love the love it when a host has a fresh approach to interviewing as you do. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that, my friend. Well, uh, enjoy and we'll be in touch soon. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show at darrenbatchelder.com. If you liked the episode, please provide us with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. If you already provided us with a five-star review, then thank you. And please share the show with a friend.